Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the BasketBuds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. we got Jay King. we got Josh Hustis. We've got Dave DeFore, Andrew Schleck producing. And guess what? We've got another banger of an episode. We will go into buy or sell. We will let Jay King lie about stuff that he's been watching. And we will break down first the player or team of the weekend. A big weekend. More in-season tournament action uh, we got nothing but great courts the other night. Plus Jay. Well, Jay, you just saw one of those courts in person. You just saw it's this, the Celtics have a green court with like a, I don't know. It's kind of like a yellowish runway down the middle. What, what does that look like in person? Vomit. D- disgusting vomit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I hate the courts. <laughs> Everybody's mad at me because I'm just an old man yelling at stuff. They're ugly. But they're awful. And they're just, it makes it so much worse to watch a basketball game, which should be the only thing the NBA cares about is making it better to watch a basketball game. Mm-hmm. But no, no, it's gimmick time. The Celtics wanted to have parquet on the floor and they wouldn't let them have parquet on like the little strip. I don't know why. That sounds stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Uh, we got a bunch of gray. We had a couple of gray on grays um last friday night just anything's better than well i guess we we haven't seen the lakers yellow yet right that comes up this week we haven't seen um i don't think we've seen the knicks orange right i don't think that's happened yet uh which that'll be interesting with an orange ball uh but so i can't quite say this with 100 percent certainty but I do say anything is better than the red or the blue courts. I disagree. the The Phoenix Suns was the worst. They didn't even choose Phoenix, Phoenix Suns, Suns colors. They didn't oh, even choose bad. the colors. That's true. Yeah, that Suns was bad. bad. They yeah. had Pelicans like some... was bad to me, man. Pelicans oh. is oof. oh yeah. just awful. Yeah, that was ugly too. Spurs it's, well, bad. Everything those are those are ugly ones, but the the red is so like accosting. You know, the red like really attacks my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like I can deal with I can deal with ugly. It's the it's the the oppressive visuals that just absolutely <laughs> destroy me at times. Um, all right. So, Jay, who is your player or team of the weekend? The t- team of the weekend is the Rockets. The team I you pretend it. to pretend to watch. To nobody's surprise. Yeah. The Rockets have won six straight. Yeah. The Houston Rockets have won six straight games. They knocked off the Nuggets. They're good. They're legit. As someone who's pretending to to watch them and champion them, what's your favorite part of their of the experience why, right now? Why am I pretending to watch the Rockets? Here's the thing. You were into the Kings take last year. Like last year you called, you said the Kings are going to make the playoffs. It's a good team, blah blah blah, right? And every time like second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, you're texting throughout. 
you're texting throughout like, oh, they're get, you know they're scoring on everybody tonight. That no one can stop them. This year, you make this claim about the Rockets, um, which has unfortunately caused me to dislike the Rockets uh, outcomes <laughs> this past week. It has nothing to do with the Rockets. It's everything to do with with you have made the Rockets annoying because to me. I'm gonna be incredibly right again. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but. How I know you're not watching them is we've gotten maybe two or three so, texts la- this season, and they've all been after game. Josh, like after. I'm not making this up. Yep, they've all no, been no, no, after yes. the games. Yes, last night. Yep, last Ooh. night. I, I'm Boy. I'm literally live streaming on my phone while you you're guys not, are texting me about how I'm not clearly watching. Clearly not live no. streaming on my phone while watching some stupid not live. Liam Neeson movie with my wife. Wait, wait which here's Liam the deal? Is, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Yeah, hold on. which one? Which Liam? So his son got killed by some cartel and he went after the cartel by himself that could be any of the that, ones that, made in the last that, 10 I was years literally yeah. just <laughs> about that it could be any it liam neeson like movie the perfect liam neeson movie yeah but then it was they they try to make it like dark humor i don't know there were a ton of really oh, good people you got to check out was, memory memory is the one where he's a hitman who has alzheimer's it's great there's also a night there's a little speech isn't about that just uh, isn't that just memento <laughs> Uh, it is, but like way less douchey. <laughs> um, it, there's a, there's a scene where he goes and visits his brother who also has Alzheimer's, but it's like way more advanced and, um, and talks to him about the bucks winning the coin flip to draft Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or at Lou Alcindor at the time. Uh, it's a great little, great little monologue that he's got there. Just a, just a fantastic movie. Highly recommend it. <laughs> But uh, but remember, yesterday Jay was saying, as our texts were flowing in, he was streaming the game. Right. But all our texts came in after the game was yeah, over. Yeah, I, I can't I can't reconcile that. that. I, I must have been out delay, but I swear to God, I was watching it and I waited till the end of the game. To <laughs> such a liar. Just like, such a lie. Such an easily verifiable right. lie. Yeah, it's it's so easy. Like <laughs> immediately, Who, immediately. What kind but of man would lie about that and you, pretend he was watching the game that was already over? You. I clearly didn't know that it was already over you. because I was watching it on delay. Here's the thing, and I and I'm I'm trying to reconcile this within myself. I'm trying to be fair to the Rockets because they're fucking fun. They're fun. Like yeah. Shangun is balling right he's now. Stuck. Like a mini Jokic out there. He's like he's really just been good. incredible. Jalen Green's been great during the stretch. Uh, Fred Van Vliet was fantastic last night. Like Dylan Brooks a, has been ridiculous, man. Th- this is a fun team, and I truly enjoy watching them, except for the fraudulence that is coming from you, Jay. There's no so I am. And I first am, of all, we didn't. Even, am, you didn't even bring up their defense, which is the most impressive part. They went from 29th in defensive efficiency last year to now they're up to seventh, and. The communication is there. Like yeah. they got guys fighting coach, over man. screens. When they switch, it's beautiful. Ime Udoka came in, changed everything. Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks came in, changed everything. It's just a really tough team, and they're really sharp defensively. Like they yeah. they really don't miss many things now, that they're supposed to do. Let me throw this at you, and I'm not I'm not doing it to dismiss anything. I just want to know what we do with this. The last five wins, right? Because they started this streak with. Uh, with Charlotte, which Charlotte's just, they suck. Um, no Fox for those two games against Sacramento. Uh, the AD was missing from the uh, from the, the Lakers game. What was it? Uh, no CJ McCollum in the Pelicans game and uh, no Jamal Murray last night against Denver. Does that do anything for you for the streak? Because to me, I do consider it a, like I, 
I thought in the games against the Kings, I'm like, ah, there's no Fox. Like, you know, the Kings shouldn't get blown out like this, but there's no Fox. I'm not really going to pay, you know, too much attention to the Rockets turning around. But for some reason, even though I think the Lakers aren't very good, when they put it on the Lakers like that, I was like, okay, maybe. And then they got out a close one against a Pelicans team that still had Zion and, and Ingram. I was like, okay, this is legit. And then watching the game last night, I was like, all right, shit. Like, it, I, whether Jamal's there or not, I just think this team is playing well enough to beat anybody right now. Yeah, the, the most impressive part to me was just how they defended all of Denver's movement. Yeah. You know, like, like it's so yeah. hard to guard Denver, even without Murray. They, they just make you guard so much. Jokic, every pass is open to him because of what he sees and, and what he can do with the different arm angles. And they were so sharp about just taking as much of it away as they could. I thought they – I mean, Jokic still had an enormous game. Yeah. But they were able to kind of not make him do what they wanted, but but they were able to take away so, so much of the easy stuff that the Nuggets normally thrive on. And Jay, just, would, mm-hmm. Jay would know this because he didn't watch the game, but uh, Jeff Green was, like, incredible. I love yeah. when Jeff Green goes off, man. Jeff Jeff Green, yeah. he's still doing it at however old he is. 60. <laughs> he's been yeah, 60 years old. Still dunking on people. Uh, yeah, Rockets, fantastic, fantastic nomination for player team of the weekend. Josh, who do you have? Uh, I was going to choose the Rockets, but I knew Jay w- was going to pick them, even though, he, like you said, he hasn't watched them. So I was going right. uh, the Wolves, <laughs> Outrageous man. claims. Outrageous claims. <laughs> accurate i'm going timberwolves uh yeah man. big big dude win over san antonio win over also Golden won State. six in a row yeah they're rolling right now defensively they're legit i was super hesitant i think a lot of people were last year when gobert and towns got paired together like how is this going to work but i think they're mm-hmm. finally hitting their stride on that a little bit and i'm impressed with gobert's mobility right yeah. now defensively yep like he's yeah. everywhere Right, he's chasing guys off the line, getting into help defense. Like he's everywhere right now, and the mm-hmm. fact that you can have him and Towns, right, running all over the court playing defense, help side running guys off the line. Like you, Towns chases him off the line. Gobert is waiting for you at the rim. Gobert yeah. chases him off the line. Towns is waiting for you at the rim. Like they're legit right now, man. And I, I've always been a huge Mike Conley guy, and I think he's exactly what they need to run their team offensively. Sucks like, that he's been so bad with the basketball. Because he had four, he had four turnovers against the Spurs uh, mm. the other night, and up until that game, he had a thirty to one assist to turnover ratio. <laughs> thirty guys, That's guys, crazy. ridiculous, man! And now he's up to six turnovers yeah. on the season. Just feels like he's, you know, just really giving it away. Yeah, yeah. Just, the, the go bear piece. The, <laughs> the go bear piece is the most transformative to me because yeah. I, watching him last year. I thought his days as a defensive player of the year candidate were just done. I thought like he, he was still an impactful defender, obviously mm-hmm. to the rebounder, but like, yeah. I didn't think he would reach the level that he's played at this year. He yeah. is playing just ridiculous defense right yeah. now. And I think they've gotten a lot better at using him too. Yeah. I think and, they figured that out that part. And out. they figured out kind of how to employ him. Um, when they played the Celtics recently, like they basically just kept him out of all the actions and just kind of used him as like, he was just protecting the rim and that's mm-hmm. how you want. But he's also, yeah. when he's had to defend the arc, he's been super good at that too. And then they yep. just have defenders around him too. Like yep. Kyle yeah. Anderson, McDaniels, Edwards, 
they have so much length, so much. Cat's playing okay defense too. Like Cat's, you know, not yeah. it's not great. He's making mistakes, but he's he at least competing consistently. That's a yeah. legitimate team. I, they're for real. I think I, at least regular season, that's a really yeah. really good team. Yeah, I, I agree mean, with that. Somebody said they were going to win fifty games in the regular season, and be a top four seed. Can't remember who it was, but it was some really incredible genius that's on the podcast said they're going to win fifty games. I don't know. We don't have to bog bog down in it. Wasn't it's me. I, I thought they were going to stink. <laughs> um, both of you are wrong, though. Both of you are wrong. It's not. It's not the Rockets, and it's not the Wolves. It's the Clippers, guys. You can have a bad team in the weekend. The Clippers are zero and four. They are. They've lost five in a row. They're zero and four with James Harden. Um, Paul George down eleven points per game shooting horribly during this Kawhi Leonard down like four points a game uh, shooting. Okay. During this uh, Russell Westbrook down across the board, true shooting percentage, all of his numbers. And in four games, James Harden is a minus 67 on the court. Yeah. Minus 67. Their starting lineup of the four of them and Zubats minus 19 and a half per 100 possessions net rating during this stretch. It like, Look, there, Josh. You can you can speak to this. I'm sure. Like acquiring a player midseason is tough, right? Mm-hmm. No matter whether it's beginning of the season, middle of the season, whatever, it's tough. And especially someone who changes so much of the usage like that, right? Like yeah. it, like that's gonna yep. be tough. And you're gonna need some practice time. You're gonna need some reps. Harden even said, "I need like a 10 game window because I haven't had a training camp or a preseason. This is my you know my first action." And we're like, I'm like. Yeah, we're all trying to find the guy who who set up this situation where he would be, yeah, you know, just played your first few games here. So it's all going to take some time, but it looks be- it looks way worse than yeah. it should, even with that. Yeah, I mean, what I noticed, man, I don't know if you guys see this. It almost looks like they're trying too hard to prove everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to prove it's going to work. See, we're going to move the ball, and honestly, it looks to me like they're overpassing at times. I think that they're overpassing at times. It's getting yeah. guys thinking too much. You know what I mean? Like I, I get the whole, hey, we want to make this work thing, but like guys got to play to their strengths. I think Harden's trying too hard to make it work. Like Paul's trying too hard to make it work. Um, and then just the fact that like Kawhi, Kawhi needs the ball in his hands to score. Yeah. Kawhi is not a, he's not a spot up shooter. That's not what he does. Right, Paul, you can make work as coming off screens, things like that. But Harden needs the ball in his hands to score. Russ needs the ball in his hands to score. Kawhi needs the ball in his hands to score. And they don't have spot-up shooters around them. I think getting rid of Covington and Batum killed him, man, because those were two really good spot-up shooters and great defenders that they just just gave away. And it screwed the chemistry. Losing to the Knicks wasn't bad. Losing to the Nets is justified. Like... It's it's when they were getting smacked by the Grizzlies, and they right. worked their way back, and they and and then couldn't close it out. And I'm just I'm looking at that game. I'm like, yo, you cannot be, you cannot be this incompetent against such a bad battered team like the Grizzlies. Right. Like I know they're playing better this week, but come on, like that the Clippers should have run them off the floor. Yeah, Harden's arrival has just kind of thrown everyone off stride. The entire yeah. team is just like. And you saw Paul George say, I was just trying to be a glue guy in the first half. <laughs> like, you're not no, a glue man, guy. That should right. not be like, your no, mentality. Fucking Paul George. You, you, you what are you doing? Yeah. Nobody Let's should try to make you a glue guy. 
like that they're that trying too hard yeah. to make it work and and then the other piece that like one quote really caught my eye when when harden first arrived and tyloo said he told harden when russ is on the court russ needs to be the point guard i was like hey good luck and yeah, sure enough right. first game like harden's already dribbling it up waving russ off I was like, eh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. And I was optimistic going into it. And I, I still think there's a world where Harden's court vision and his ability to set things up for guys ends up helping. But there's I agree. A Whatever team he ends up on next, I wonder, will benefit I wonder if they're going to need to to break up their starting unit, brings one of those guys, whether it's Russ, Harden, it has to be Russ. Bench, it has to be and, Russ, right? And just try to fix things that way because I'm. I, the early returns on all those guys playing together are just disgusting. They don't have enough mm-hmm. energy on the court. Like you need energy guys. And, and none of those guys are really like, I mean, Russ, Russ is kind of like frenetic, but, but not always in a helpful way. They don't have like the spot up guys. They don't have the guys who are right. who want to be like screening and rolling and doing all the little stuff that you really need to do to be a good offense. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's an ugly mix right now. Yeah. And I, I was sold on the Clippers because of they had the scoring power, and then defensively they had all the pieces. Even their superstars. Even their superstars defensively, like Kawhi, obviously one of the better defenders ever. Mm-hmm. Right, PG can absolutely lock up. Uh, yeah. And then with Covington and Batum, like I mentioned, like those guys were legit, man. Like offensively and defensively and it's just not it's not the same anymore it, it, it's just it doesn't it, to me it doesn't work i i think do you, do we'll you give think it some time game, but i don't know yeah do you think that 10 game window that harden mentioned is fair i because I, I don't think you can learn in a game like i know that that's what the preseason's for that's what practices are for but like as a former player man like there's not practicing right now right yeah there's, i think there's that's, not, there's I think no that's what people don't realize like what you might get a practice every two weeks maybe and that's like okay we got a couple days here but even then there you're going to use those couple days off to to get treatment rest right you're still not going hard right it's more like individual work at that point right like it's not like you're not like all right five on five scrimmage for the next two hours we're not like you're not doing that no absolutely not no i mean you might get up and down run five on oh offense for a little Mm -hmm. while but without a defense to actually throw you a look at it like what are you what are you actually learning from right. that situation so i don't know man i think they will give them time but is 10 games too late 10 games from they now also, like like no, you said ah. with the overpassing stuff how they they're showing they want to make it work but you have to commit to the other stuff like cut hard <laughs> like yeah. run in transition and you can see Tyloo after on, their, their uh, latest loss kind of brought up all that stuff he's like we are showing them this we are teaching them this they're just not doing it and Harden I think has has always been a little slow to uh accept coaching on some of those fronts yeah and and I just feel like his arrival has just thrown everything off I, for them. I, as a lazy person who never played in the NBA, I can tell you cutting hard is rarely worth it. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. You just, <laughs> just get the ball and jack up a shot. That's the way to go. Well, who, that's, that's who are their who are their cutters and their starting five? Who's actually <sighs> going to cut? I mean, 
Nobody. Russ, but Russ isn't a good finisher, right? Like, so I'm not sure what that does necessarily. Um, I mean, Paul George maybe could so be no that kind of there. guy. It's but a Kawhi- stand around and yeah. hope whoever like has it kicks it out. Kawhi's not a cutter. We know for damn sure James isn't a cutter. Like, that's not going to happen. No. Yeah I, yeah, I don't. I mean, man. You I want Zubats to cut? <laughs> <laughs> from where like it's exactly <laughs> so short corner have, to short corner baby they have they have denver houston they're at denver tomorrow oh, houston man. on friday is a home game they're at the spurs for two games then they got home against the pelicans mavs nuggets they have the kings the warriors the warriors oh, i mean they've got a dude that's those brutal games, that's a brutal schedule it's it's like legitimately possible they win one game during that stretch you think they split with the spurs probably <laughs> like i'm sure when gets them any one other game. ones which ones yeah. which other ones can you go like yeah they got a shot like with that stretch man i mean maybe the Pel- the pelicans are a mess right now so maybe them yeah, but i maybe. don't know man it, it looks it looks pretty bad that's a tough stretch yeah i just i it's why it's why i love the photoshops of who's stopping this and it's just a shot of the yeah. Clippers. And it's Sorry, just like live, the, but it's, the you're looking that, at them. That photo, yeah, yeah, you're looking. At, that's that's the one that's stopping them. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into some buy or sell. Uh, all right, let's start off with number one: buy or sell. Clippers ruined their team trading for Harden. Jay, you know what? I wasn't on this side before the trade. You've been saying it'll work. I'm, I'm, I'm buying it right really? now. I am. Wow. I am buying it right now. Amazing. They uh they they looked so good before the trade. And and I still I'm still okay with the trade because I don't think they were good enough to win a title the way they were. They need to try, but man, it, it's it's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. Josh, buy or sell. The Clippers ruined their team by trading for Harden. I'm buying it. I just think I think they had the formula. I think they had it all. And they just gave it away for star power, which uh, it doesn't work. It, it you know it just doesn't always work. And I think this is just a, a failed experiment. I'm selling. I believe. No, I'm kidding. I'm buying. I I didn't like the trade when it happened. Um, I was I was gonna. I was waiting for the description on that one. <laughs> what if I just said that and moved on and just never explained? It? <laughs> yeah, I'm so No, I didn't like the trade when it happened. Like uh, like it was assets wise, I got it. Like it's a it's a fine trade, you know, but I think I gave it a B minus when it happened and for for the Clippers side of it and that's just because like there's so much talent coming in and so not so little talent going out, but like you know, even to your point Josh about Batum and Covington, like those guys are at the end of their rope, right? Like those guys are at the end of their career. Still can be valuable, but they weren't consistent enough right. or at least Covington wasn't consistent enough for me Batum kind of found his role um Marcus Morris I'm just like whatever like I he's good but you can get rid of him I was I think I was most upset about KJ Martin leaving the Clippers even though he wasn't playing good I just like KJ Martin but like I can recognize like asset for asset it's a it's a fine deal but man I just I didn't understand how that was going to work on the court and it you know it'll get better than this I think but I I think the Clippers had a chance if healthy to win a title. And now I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can figure that out. I think there's just too many cooks, way too many cooks. I don't, I don't think that works out. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Buy or sell the Indiana Pacers as a top three team in the East. Josh. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to buy. I'm going to yeah. buy. But yeah. I'm going to buy it because they look good. And honestly, the East is weaker at the top than I thought it would be. Is this more about the um, Pacers or the Bucks? for you <laughs> see i think it's more about yeah. the bucks for me yeah i think it's more about the bucks for me like the bucks aren't looking good and then it's so you've got heavy at the top right there with the sixers and the celtics and and then what right it's kind of like this race between you know pacers hawks magic knicks Cavs. who's gonna kind of shake things Don't shake it up and culture like kind of the heat right i i yeah. mean it, it's kind of there's a lot of parody there, but I think out of all of them, the, the Pacers have looked the best. So, yeah. I, I mean, but like you said, it's more about the Bucks right now that's that's getting them in the top three for me. Jay, buy or sell. Pacers is the top three seed in the East. I'm, I'm selling. What? The, well, first of all, it was, it was phrased as top three team in the East, not top three seed. Oh, what? A, okay, then top three team oh, in the East. I, either way, I'm selling it. Either way, I'm selling it. The... uh their their offense has been amazing. Halliburton is special. He brings everyone else to life. Neesmith has been one of the cooler early season storylines, his emergence. 
Um, that is so much on, athleticism. Let me, let me break this down. With Josh, and Bruce Brown. Josh, he said that simply because Neesmith used to be on the Celtics. That is. <laughs> No one is being, no one is around the league is like. I said it because cool, he was you know, very cool bad story. on the Celtics. <laughs> it's a cool story so far. Aaron Neesmith's having a nice season for the Pacers. No one's been saying yeah. that. That's not a. It's a cool story. The Rockets, cool, cool story. story. Like that's this isn't this doesn't qualify. <laughs> Man is much improved. I, I just need to see him play defense. They're like twenty eighth in defensive rating or twenty seventh, yeah. whatever it is. And I just don't think you're going to end up third in the conference with that bad of defense and maybe it gets better maybe you know miles turner covers up some things maybe they figure some stuff out carlisle has typically been you know a, a good defensive coach but i just don't think their defense is good enough right now uh, as I'm, much as they're scoring i'm buying i had them as the four seed going into this season i'll move them up one i like it i, I love this pacers team there's so much fun that it reminds me a lot of last year's king's team just a ridiculous yeah. offense, zero defense, yep. fun point guard, <laughs> fun role players that all seem to get it. Like I just, I'm, I'm all in on this Pacers team. I don't think they'll do anything in the playoffs, but I, like they're, they're a team that I, I have to watch every single time they're on. And they've got a really good mix, right? Yeah. Like they've got Heald and Neesmith as shooting, and, and Turner too. They've got Halliburton, who's who makes everything better for everybody. They, they've got. Bruce Brown and Obi Toppin filling the lanes in transition. Like it's just a really good mix on offense. Hey, uh, David, like I, I don't know how we determine this, but um, just to just to catch the wave of cool conversation going on right now to do some real SEO, let's just title this one. Aaron Neesmith is going off just to make sure we're at the tip of the, the conversation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't love clickbait stuff, but, you know, SEO matters. Clickbait matters. So we'll just to make sure everyone's. This is the story that everyone's talking about. Is the cool story of Aaron, Aaron Neesmith having a nice season. He's having a he's emerging. Give the guy some credit. He <laughs> dug himself voice, out of voice being one of the so worst players in the league, and now he's <laughs> legit. All right, buy or sell. Philly is the best team in the East. Jay, so Maxi just so. went off for fifty. Yeah, that's cool. They uh, they're really good, and they're better than I expected. Mm -hmm. Maxi has been ridiculous. I they're a much better team to watch now with yeah. Maxi instead of Harden. Like, I went up, I went and looked at the the stats of like pace of offense last year, and they were dead last naturally. Maxi is just like he brings a lot more pace. He brings just an energy that they didn't have last year. And part of that I'm sure is the way Nick nurse is coaching, but part of it is just now it's in Maxi's hands instead of Harden's all the time. And, and I, I really like this team. I just don't think they're as good as the Celtics. Josh by ourselves, even though they didn't beat the Celtics Sixers, best uh, team. In the East. Uh, sell second best team in the East. I'm with, Ooh. I'm with Jay on this. I think the, I think the Celtics are still the team to beat. In the East, but number two, and then, like I said earlier, I think there's kind of a weird drop-off after that in the East right now, mm -hmm. unless somebody, like, really separates themselves from the pack. But, um, yeah, I love the pace of them. But, yeah, just not not on the Celtics level to me. Yeah, I'm going to sell as well simply because, the, I mean, even as fun as the Sixers team has been so far and as good as they've been so far, I'm just going to – 
withhold all that judgment or any of that like true praise until we see what the playoffs look like. Yeah. Because I mean, the Sixers were awesome last year in the regular season. Like they were, they were, they were really good. And Bede was they amazing. They were really good in the playoffs too, though. They had the Celtics on the ropes. Like they were very close to and to then reaching and the then they didn't close it out. Right? Who knows what happen against Miami? If only I'd seen that James Harden story before. It's like watching Expendables. Like you see them one, you see them all. It's always going to be that way. I hope the Clippers go up three two in a playoff series this year. We're going to see the same shit happen. Like it just, like I, you know, and also. I don't want to blame him just on Harden. Embiid is not a good playoff player. Embiid has been bad in the playoffs. He's had like two, maybe three great playoff series in his career. And everything else, there's an excuse for it. And so that's the other thing. Like, I, like he's got to come out and look, I don't think it's fair to say go do what Jokic did last year in the playoffs, right? But he's got he's to at least not be part of the reason they lose. Because he's always part of the reason they lose. He's so that's what, close to six assists a game. This How about year? that? Yeah. Yeah. He can play. He's good. <laughs> MVP can play. Yeah, the, the reigning MVP. Exactly. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Buy or sell. Detroit is still, after four years of tanking, one of the worst teams in the NBA, Josh. Buy. Yeah. Buy, 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 man. This they, team just... sucks. <laughs> It's it's crazy because you look at the stats and they're middle of the pack in a lot of things. It does, man. They suck. They're, they're middle of the pack in a lot of things, man. But then, like, I get to turnover. They're 29th in turnovers. Yeah. And t- they give up 22 points per game off their turnovers. Dead last. That's crazy. That's, yeah. That's disc- 22 points a game. I want to make sure I have the turnovers. Right- which is insane. Yeah, man, that's <sighs> that's gross. That's, I, 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 I'm absolutely buying them as one of the worst teams <laughs> in the league. However, oh boy, they had oh, really bad injury luck so far. Bogdanovich, this this year, one of their best players hasn't played at all. Monty Morris, who would certainly help the turnover problem, hasn't played at all. They're playing. Killian Hayes, big minutes. You could have just said they're playing Killian Hayes. You didn't have to say big minutes. Can't imagine that was the plan coming into the season. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to withhold a, a little bit of judgment until they get real players. Alec Burks missed missed six games, and they've actually been really good with him on the court. Which yeah, because he's one of the few to, one of the few adults in the room. Like exactly, exactly. Right. But the, all their adults have been hurt. So yeah. I, I want to see them with the veterans that they brought on to kind of help Cade Cunningham a little bit. So, so much has been on in his hands right now. Yeah. And and in his hands with a, a a supporting cast that cannot shoot because all the shooters have been hurt. Joe Harris add add him to that list. I just want to see what it looks like when when they're healthy. They'll still be bad, but I I don't think it's close to this bad. My concern with Cade is and this we saw this a little last year, but he only played like 12 games last year. But it's been really evident this year. He's shooting 46% from the field in the first half of games, 36% from the field in the second half of games. I don't know if that's teams adjusting and he doesn't know what to do there. The Pistons aren't helping him out. He's having to do too much and he tires himself out. Um, He has asthma. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, find reasons why he would be because he's he looks so good in the first half of games and the second half of games. He just can't make a shot. And and he's, you know. He's shooting what forty one percent on like twenty shots a game, like you just 
your decision maker has to be better than that. He either has to shoot less and be more of a playmaker, which I don't really know for who, um, or he's he's got to find ways to kind of balance out the rest of the game. But that's to me, that's the biggest concern. Like I knew they weren't going to be a good team, but he has not looked as good as I was hoping. Yeah, and and I will say like having no shooting around you hurts the ability. Sure, a team team can just send everything they have at him. Yep. And the worst thing that happens is he swings it to Killian Hayes, and Killian Hayes gets an open jump shot. Like, right. You're totally cool with that. Thompson has been playing a ton of minutes for them, and that he's is, really good. That is true. He's a, really a worst talented, and I love his game. But oh, yeah, he, he he's mean, also he's good. another total non-shooter that's playing a lot of minutes next to Cade Cunningham. So I think Cade, yes, the stats aren't there, and yes, like you wish he was a little more advanced, even coming off a a year where where he was out, but mm. it's really tough on him right now with the guys he's playing with. Um. All right, buy or sell. The Houston Rockets are ready to make the playoffs. Josh, you've been watching it, watching them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, buy or sell. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy this. I mean, I like how they look. I I think that teams that I thought were going to be a real problem in the West this year have kind of fallen off a little bit. Like we talked about the Clippers, Lakers, um, Suns aren't looking like themselves, right? I think there's room for them to be there. The big question for me is, right, they're sharing the ball well, they're playing hard, all those things, but that's a lot easier to do at the beginning of the season Mm. than it is as you get deeper in the season. Right, guys start separating themselves, being the leading scorers, and then all of a sudden, jealousy begins to set in. Right at the beginning of the year, man, you have those meetings and everybody's all preaching, "Yeah, we want to win a title, whatever it takes." Unless you're the whatever it takes, yeah, (laughs) right. Let's just let's just survive. (laughs) But everybody preaches that. Let's just get through this. (laughs) Everybody's all on board at the beginning of the season, man. But it gets a lot harder. As the season goes on and jealousy starts to rear its head a little bit now, they do have some mature guys there. And I think Ime can kind of keep some things in check. But that's the question mark to me is how they handle as the season goes on uh, any jealousy or any any issues internally that may pop up. Jay, if you had watched the Rockets, do you think you'd be buying or selling this? <laughs> I'm buying the Rockets, man. It It's... Kind you, of exactly what I predicted. No, it's not. You honest. said forty. You said forty <laughs> wins. You said no playoffs. That's that's fair. <laughs> so it's not exactly what you predicted. That is, however, the immediately reasoning. Yeah, the reasoning. The reason why I thought the Rockets would exceed everyone else's expectations was because that group has a lot of tough dudes. They have a lot of athleticism on the wing. They have a lot of rugged guys who are very smart defensively, and there's you can build a vision. How out of quickly that. he bailed out of that line about exactly what I predicted. It's precisely <laughs> what I predicted. It's, it's those easily everything that I predicted has lies. come true. So you've got you've got them going. What would that be? Uh, Thirty-four and thirty-nine the rest of the way. <laughs> They might they they might be better than I thought. They probably are better than I thought. <laughs> so nothing like you predicted. Is Dylan Brooks actually going to have an efficient season? 
I actually their he might. their offense has yeah. probably overachieved to some extent right now. Like their point guard Fred Van Vliet is shooting thirty eight percent from the field, yeah. and I don't think it's going to be much better than that because it was similar to that in Toronto last year. And I love Van Vliet. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. If Brooks this is, is shooting fifty five percent. That's I don't know if this is fair. Um, that's not going to happen. I don't know if this. I is do fair. think he's playing differently though, and maybe it's because Emay is just on him about shot selection more so than Taylor yeah. Jenkins ever was. I I don't uh, know if this is fair to to like demote them with you know um but I, I like is the shooting a product of changed habits and just like better play or they did like play the kings twice they played charlotte they played the lakers without ad like the pelicans are fucking mess defensively right now you know even though that was a low scoring game uh denver is not always great is it just like hitting the right stride but then I mean, Josh, like you could kind of hit a stride and and if it, you know, if you can extend that stri- stride long enough, six, seven, eight games, whatever that win streak ends yeah. up being, um, maybe that just becomes then your habits and your confidence in like this is the team that you mold yourself into. Yeah, I was going to say a lot similar, something similar to that. It's just like the guys they have on the team, especially a guy like Brooks, right? And, and younger guys, like they feed off that energy and they feed yeah. off the confidence of like seeing shots go in. Right. And they're hitting right now. So their confidence is sky high. And so to go off what you said, like, I think that that just the longer they do it, it just is going to build their confidence more and more and more. And they're going to see it as their identity. And guys that like that, whose confidence can hang on, you know, a hot streak. Yeah. It just, I think it just kind of builds a base for them that they're going to start seeing themselves as sh- we're shooters. We're shooters. We hit shots. We're, we score. We're right. Like, we are this is that us, team. Right. This yeah. is us. We are that team. And so I think as barring some just phenomenally bad crash offensively, yeah. that they could turn into that team. This is, this is potentially a dumb question, but I want to ask you uh, as someone who's been in this before. They Their next game is Friday. At the Clippers, mm. right? So a great mm-hmm. opponent to have right now, but at the it's right. Friday at the Clippers. Um, is that too much time off with how they're playing right now? Or do they then have chance to like go and practice and iron some stuff out? It's it. It could possibly be too much time. I think I could speak for myself like too big of a break was almost a detriment because I don't know if you guys are or golfers but like some people say that the more balls you hit at the range the worse you're going to play beforehand you know what i mean so i yeah. think that the, the the quicker you can just keep the ball rolling without taking the time to like have a chance to really sit and think about the game and overanalyze things like that sometimes that can be better so that that almost might be a problem and might be too long it'll be interesting to see how they respond to such a long break though uh i am i am buying by the way i don't know if they will but i do think they're they're ready to to make the playoffs uh number six on our list buy or sell jay minnesota and dallas are top six west seeds by the end of the season yeah yeah minnesota is really good (laughs) they're really good That, that team they've they've won me over quickly just the brand of basketball they're playing especially defensively I love, love, love how they're playing defensively. And Dallas, too, like, not as much defensively, but they're playing a little faster than they have. Luka looks fantastic. Grant Williams has been 
really good for them, and they needed somebody like that who could come in and be physical and play a little defense and knock down shots. Lively, you know, he he's a promising rookie who has come in and giving them productive minutes right away. I just and also the what like some of the teams I thought were going to be good in the West look like they stink, and <laughs> and like that's. The Lakers look like they might be Yo, not great. So bad. The even though they're they're winning a decent amount of games. Um, the Suns are kind of a mess right now, and they've dealt with injuries, so that's part of it. But they're also not deep enough to really overcome injuries, which is going to be a problem for them. Um, the Pelicans, I thought they were going to be pretty good with Zion back. I, I you know, tabbed them into one of the teams that was going to be really competitive. They have not really looked like that too much. So yeah, I'm, 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 I definitely think these teams are, they're legit. Josh, buy or sell wolves and the Mavs top six. I'm, I'm buying. Uh, do I think they're going to stay at, at two and three like they are right now? Probably not. I think, especially for me, Dallas, I think they'll stay top six, but just, as the season goes, right, they're scoring the ball like crazy, but yeah, twenty sixth in rebounds per game and twenty fourth in opponent points per game. I think that that could kind of affect you as the season goes on. Tired legs, shots stop falling the same way. Um, top six definitely. Don't think they'll stay two and three, but I, I I don't see who replaces them or knocks them out of top six. There's like yeah. Jay was saying, there's just not teams we thought were going to be a problem this year just haven't proven themselves as a as contenders. So. I'll keep them, keep them, uh, top half. Yeah, I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna buy. I, I'm not completely sold on this Dallas thing. Like I, mostly just because Luca can't be this good all season, right? He looks great. He, though. I, and he looks, he looks like he lost weight. Everyone always is talking about him mustache. when he's he chunky. He, he <laughs> looks like he lost weight. He looks good. No, he looks amazing. I just like it's. It's I'm not it's not even like a doubting Luca thing. I just like this level of play is insane. Not sustainable. I've never seen like I've like as good as he's been in his career, I don't think we've ever seen him play like this for this extended period of time. What he did to the Clippers was was just It bad. was it's honestly something that like I'm not saying he should be convicted, but like just charges should be brought up. What he did to the Clippers. Like that wasn't okay. Yeah, that was a violent. That violent, was messed up. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm waiting for a shoe to drop with with the Mavs to like kind of come back down to earth. But I do think they'll be Nothing a top six ever, team. No shoe ever drops around Kyrie Irving. There's or the Mavs. The Mavs. <laughs> the Mavs never, never have any issues with anything. <laughs> All right, last one. Buy or sell. The Bucks are a play-in team, not a playoff team. Jay, I'm selling that. They're winning at an okay rate right now. Mm -hmm. The East is not super great beyond a couple of teams. They have a lot to figure out, and I think they're learning the downside of getting rid of Mike Budenholzer. I understand why they moved on from him. Some of the playoff stuff was unsettling in certain years um but he was really good and as far as building a defensive foundation went that maximized brooke lopez and Giannis, 
I'm not sure there was anybody better at it than mm -hmm. Budenholzer. He just did an amazing job of coaching defensive structure, and and that's totally gone away. They are just despicable on defense right now, and they don't have as much talent without Drew Holiday, but I think it's a lot more than that. I think it's just the entire teaching that they're getting from the coaching staff, and maybe it's just – New team, new coaching staff, you got to get used to it. Maybe they'll hit a stride later on. But that defense so far is extremely concerning. Josh, what happened in that Malik Beasley clip? Is that simply just like that was supposed to be a switch or he stayed in the zone or something? Like what? Like you watch that. Uh, you're, you know, you know, yeah. defense, you know right NBA out of basketball. I, I, That's just a <laughs> communication issue, right? Well, it can't just be a communication issue because like he – didn't move <laughs> he didn't move right even if i hear the wrong instructions right like my my big is is yelling at me left right whatever it is. well you go into it with a plan right you're guarding a guy you're like any mm. ball screen that takes place at the top of the key we are automatic we would call it in no case we call it weak we're set mm -hmm. on left yeah. every single time you just know so we didn't even say need to say if the screen was right or left you would just know if you heard a screen coming i know where i'm on the floor am on the floor i'm sending him to his left mm -hmm. And I don't know if like he, his brain, he wasn't, he wasn't sure where he was on the floor. So he didn't mm. know which way to turn or right. what, but you would think there would have been some, some sort of reaction to watching the guy I mean, go that, by him. That's the first time in a long time I've been able to picture myself. We live in a game. simulation, man. Nothing's yeah. real. <laughs> that was baffling. It was amazing. That was, I, I can't that stop watching it. Yeah, his it's so brain good. shut off for a second. Uh, Josh, you buying or selling the Bucks as a play-in team? Uh, I'm selling. I mean, I think, I think just the East isn't super loaded like that. That's going to push mm -hmm. them that far down. I think Dame being out affects them right now. I'm not saying they're going to finish, you know, top five, even maybe six in the conference. Right. But they'll hang around, especially when Dame gets back. I'm concerned defensively. Right. Like. Like Jay was saying, there's not good defensively. And it's not yeah. like Dame coming back is going to all of a sudden bolster their defense. Like right. that's not right. Drew Holiday was that guy. Like Drew Holiday was the captain of their defense. The guy was a stud defensively and then knew how to share the ball because not only are they 25th in opponent points per game, they're 29th in assists Jesus. right now. <laughs> and 29th in rebounds per game. With a guy That's like Giannis, twenty ninth in rebounds per like that is unacceptable. Yeah. With the size they have, you look at Jay yeah. Jay Crowder with Portis, with Lopez, with Giannis. Like, there's no reason that they should be twenty ninth in rebounding per game. And I, I don't know. I think there's a lot to figure out. I don't know if it's growing pains, like Jay mentioned, from a new coach trying to fit things with some new new pieces. But even with a new coach, man, you should know how to rebound. Yeah. It just doesn't I'm, look good. I'm also going to sell just because I can't imagine it's going to be this all season. But I will say this. It's a lot of campaign right now. It's a lot. <laughs> Love it's, me some Cam. That's my boy. I'm Look, I bet he's <laughs> the best dude. But that is a lot of him playing basketball what right now. What is he shooting? 54% from three right now? Is uh, like he is, He's second in the league behind Dylan Brooks. Yeah. yeah. 
how many how many how many how many is he giving up right how many is he giving up because i That's just a good question i don't know his defense <laughs> might be worse than that malik beasley clip right now like that's it's I mean, it's just a bucket every time they go at him, and uh, and yeah, it's just a lot of campaign. I like a, I like a, like a sprinkling of campaign, you know, like you throw yeah, a little garnish on on the at the on a dish at the end, like that's what that's the amount of campaign I want. I don't want like say when on this like pepper on your salad or cheese on your pasta, like I that's too much campaign. We can't do that. <laughs> Poor Eric name has already had to write like three the Bucks defense is a disaster. He's right about the Bucks defense like, every goddamn day. Like Ten games. But the the latest the latest one, Giannis said, Yeah, I, w- I wish I could go against a defense like ours. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> wow. He's like the amount of gaps we have, yeah. how easy it is to penetrate. He's like, I would love to play oh, against man. a defense like ours. Like, okay, oh, okay, I'm buying. You know what? Change my answer. I'm buying. <laughs> you changing it? <laughs> Buying, they are playing. Yeah, it's 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 bad, bad, man. Um, And and look, it's rough. Yeah, look, maybe there will be a benefit to changing some of that stuff, and and eventually you'll get to a place where your defense is like more adaptable in in playoff situations. Um, but it's (laughs) it's alarming. Uh, I also you're gonna be. You're going to be shocked. Cameron Payne is minus 0.9 for the year. That's all. He must have spent a lot of time with Dame. In the <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Minus 0.9. That's it. Also, I've forgotten how much I love at the end of a game when the Bucks are trying to you know, survive the foul game where they're trying to you know, hold the ball. and every- I've forgotten that the ball always stops with Jay Crowder. He always wants to shoot those free throws. It doesn't matter who else is on the floor. Jay Crowder is like, yeah, give me the ball. Oh, yeah, I'll move. No, foul me. I forgot <laughs> about how much I love watching Jay Crowder as a team is trying to foul to extend the game against his team. He will <laughs> uh, just watch. He will <laughs> never move the ball. Uh, he will never move it. It's fantastic. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to this very YouTube page and the podcast feed. And make sure you're subscribed to The Bounce, our free newsletter via me and Shams Charania every single morning in your inbox, theathletic.com slash The Bounce. For Josh, for Jay, I'm Zach. You want to keep it locked on The Athletic NBA Show podcast. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.